morning, church. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Uh, I am so excited. We're going to continue our This Is My Testimony series, and we are going to hear the uh, just amazing, uplifting testimony from John Jeffries, uh, who is our teen ministry director here. Uh, and I just you are going to be blessed by it. Um, I, I, feel free to shout. Feel free to uh, let, let us know you're being ministered to uh, by way of the comments. Uh, before we shoot over to John and hear his testimony, um, let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for your grace, for your mercy. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your patience. And God, I, I, I am so thankful for every person that's watching today. I pray, God, that you would just prepare our hearts to hear the testimony from John. May it just move us. I pray, God, that those who are far from you will know it's time to come home. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. John Jeffrey. Well, thanks for joining us back for the conversation. I'm joined on stage with John, and I want us to, John, just kind of unpack your testimony a little bit. I know you, you took us on that, that quick, uh, you know, Reader's Digest version, if you will, or the, in the, uh, you know, the, the quick trip, but I, I know there were a lot of stops along the way. Um, First of all, just thank you so much. I mean, being that vulnerable and being willing to to really just share your heart. I mean, that you know, that's thank you. And we we've had we've had a, a lot of conversations, uh, and I've told you, I've I've told the church, I've I've told the viewers at home that one of my biggest burdens is church kids who grow into church adults that are just churched. And they, have, they do not have a relationship with Jesus. And you said it so well, they're products of their surroundings. They, I, 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 am, I am, that's my testimony, man. Since five years old, you know, I've, I've been in church, I've, and I, I was churched. I knew what to do. I knew, I knew when to stand, when to sit. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, you know. and, and it, it wasn't until, you know, 1983 when, when I had a collision with Jesus and he wins uh, that I actually, you know, was saved. So I, that's my burden. And to hear your testimony is, I mean, it's just so encouraging. It's just so encouraging. So thank you, man. I, I want to I open with thank you. Uh, You're welcome for <laughs> my story. Yeah, it's easy. It, it's, uh, it, well, yeah, it's, it's easy, but looking back, when you, when in hindsight, and, and I'll, we don't want to live there, we don't want to always be looking backwards, but hindsight, when you, when you said, and, and thank you for the, the, the character quality of honoring your mom and dad for, for their um, you know, role in your life as being tremendous 
you know, models and, and the, the pastors and, and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, thank you for that. But looking back, if you had to, if you had to say why you just never opened up your heart and received Jesus, what, what, would, what would you say to that? I think the terrifying thing is I just never really knew that I had an issue. It was everything's fine. Everything's fine. It, there's nothing to there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. And um, when you're a product of your surroundings, I'm telling you, it's dangerous. It's wonderful because my testimony is I went to jail for ten years for murdering someone, or you know, security, or or or, or being heavily addicted to drugs or alcohol. Yeah, I. That's great because I didn't have to go through that. Yeah. I and a weird thing is, though, that when you are raised in church and you hear those testimonies, it's weird. Yeah. You kind of wish and crave you had that yeah. testimony. No, that's, that's a You're common. like, I yeah. like that, where they had a clear understanding <laughs> of where their life changed. Yeah. And that was kind of my wake-up call. Yeah. It, and it was when I didn't have a testimony. And I was like, well, what is my relationship? Because I don't have a time where I actually changed. I've just kind of always been decent human being, and that's accepted by the world yeah. and the church because I was a pro when it comes to being a church kid. Yeah, I get it. You know how to keep people off your back mm-hmm. and keep people from checking into your business. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't, I mean, it's just, I knew how to play the part. Yeah. And when you're done playing the part and you're out on your own, that's when the rubber hits the road and that's when it's like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm out. Yeah. And uh, you look for easy excuses why you blame the church. It's so, by the way, it's so easy to blame the church because they're still humans. So right. if you want to find flaws in a human, um, yeah. you're going to find them in even Billy Graham if yeah. you look hard enough. How dare you? But yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. How dare I, right? <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, the church, um, the, the folks you do church with, I should say, they make great scapegoats. Um, because, like you said, they're flawed. We're we're flawed, um, but also it's a the, the church is a is a easy place to hide. And what I what I what I really just kept feeling and and kind of hearing, not just from the testimony you just gave that we just saw, but in our conversations that we've had together is is home life was good. Um, you, it, it was, it, if, I could, if I could be so bold and correct me if I'm wrong, and it's okay that you do, please do. You didn't see a need if, for Jesus to, to run your life because life was good. Yes, no, yeah. am I close? My relationship that I have with God was, boy, it sure is great that you saved me. Um, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, it was easy to worship him. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've got everything I could ever ask for, especially when I had gotten married. I have this beautiful wife, and yeah. I have this beautiful family, and I was getting this right around the time of joining her, I was getting a promotional work, and it's easy to get caught up in. I'm 
good. Yeah. I don't need yeah. God. And it's like, yeah, you do. You're inside. On the surface, I was fulfilling what everyone wants to see and what everyone wants to wants you to do. But on, yeah. on the inside, I was still rotten. Yeah. And that's where I needed God is because I was still just awful, sinful. Yeah. John on the outside, it's, oh, he's, he's a good guy, man. I was just inside though. It's, it was, yeah. it was torment. And I, and I think it was, you know, when I first started coming here, we started having conversations. Heck, we had that one for three hours, it seemed, outside yes. the church. And yeah. Kim still probably doesn't forgive me for, for you coming home so late that night. Uh, but um, <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing counseling. <laughs> but um, I just remember talking to you, and everything that I talked about was about in just an inverted outlook. Yeah. On my relationship with God. It was me and I struggled with this and I struggled with this and, and this and this and this. And it had nothing to do with what I was doing for God's glory, what I was doing for the Great Commission. I had zero yeah. outlook on that. And you just called it as you said it and you're like, wow, you're really focusing on yourself here. <laughs> and well, that was You're that welcome. Was, yeah, that was about the time I started looking at myself and saying, Crap. Um what what am I doing? Yeah. So Yeah, and that and that 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 is again, man, I'm I, I get passionate about this and I'm trying to stay calm, but it is it it's such a mistake for people to get comfortable. And the 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 pews are full week after week uh, of of people going to church that they, they need Jesus, but they, they got good jobs and, you know, everything's good, you know, and, and, and the parts that aren't good, they can, you know, they can put a pin in that and say, okay, well, this is good, this is good. That guy's not good. That, that you know, that man is not good. Or that man is a fake, whatever. You, 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 you basically, anything that's wrong is because you're a victim. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not ownership of, man, I, I ain't doing nothing but just riding the wave here. And, 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 and that, I think that, and, and a lot of people don't, don't do it intentionally, but there's such a veil over their heart that, you can justify and rationalize anything you want to do. Good, bad, indifferent. You can justify and rationalize anything you want to do. And, that's, and that keeps people from coming to Jesus. And that's, that's the walls I want to tear down. I, I want, man, I want people to know. I want you listening at home. I want you to know you need Jesus. And, and, and I, I need Jesus saved, lost, um, over-churched, under-churched, whatever. You need Jesus, and, and don't be comfortable. I, I've said, I got, I got called out once, more than once, but on this particular thing when I, I would say, from the pulpit, I, I, hope, I hope you're never comfortable or satisfied with where you are with Jesus. And, and, and it was taken as, 
I hope you're never satisfied with being saved. Or, but it's not that. It's as the deer pants, man, for the water. That's how we need to be. I don't want to be... I don't want to be okay, man. I don't, status quo don't work in any, it don't work any area of my life. Why would it work in my relationship with Jesus? The thing I would just add to that is when I was at the altar saying I'm all in, I thought that was it. Yeah. I thought that was, yeah. the, end, I thought that was the end of the story. Yeah. Everything's good now. That was the beginning. <laughs> and something that I want to, truly expressed to the church is something that I felt. And even, even after I've come to the conclusion and been able to have conversations with certain people in the church, it was really tough for me to give parts of that testimony where I had to just come straight out and say, man, I needed a change in the way I viewed people. That was one yeah. of the things where like, yeah, it's easy to keep that right from on, under wraps, right like just from people understanding and and you might be coming to church every single Sunday and wonder, you know, is this it? Well, it is it if you're not going to break out of your, this is okay. Because yeah. God, you're, you know, when I, when I said that your testimony doesn't end, man, if my testimony ended there, I'm still a <laughs> little hateful person yeah. <laughs> saved by grace. Like, yeah, right. And that's going to draw no one. To his kingdom. Yeah. I'm going to do nothing to further the kingdom of God by living that sort of lifestyle which he rebukes. Yeah. And, I mean, it didn't take long for him to ask more. And, man, it was revealed to me hard that day that it was, I want, I want you to stop seeing people like that yeah. and start putting people in boxes. And, yeah. I mean, I, it was like this. It's not like I was, you would never really notice it, but it's quick to judge. If I have a bad experience with you, I'm pretty much done. I get it. And yeah, I, get um, it. I do want to use an example. That I, I, uh, me and my brother-in-law, Ryan, who goes to church here now, and uh, boy, you want to talk about a testimony. I hope he shares as well. We did not click. We did not click at first, and we had a little spat, and man, our relationship went like that in a hurry. Still okay, see on the holidays kind of deal, yeah. <laughs> but we just separated ourselves, and I separated myself as well, just comfort level. Right. And I thought, well, you know, he's, he, he's the way he is, I'm the way I am, we, we're not, we don't click. Yeah. When I went to that altar right there and said, God, I want to see people the way you see them. And I said that, God, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I mean, be yeah. careful what you wish for right. because, man, the burden that you receive from truly understanding what people are going through around you, God revealed to me who Ryan truly is. Good guy. Heart of gold. Yeah. And someone who's endured great pain. Mm -hmm. And when you understand where someone comes from, when you understand the way God sees them and what God wants for that person, even if they're in a bad spot then, yeah. understand what God truly wants for that person, um, then you shut up a little bit about... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what you think's best for that person. You say, Man, I, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. But God knows what that person needs. Amen. Yeah. And Ryan 100%. was in despair from the past that he's gone through, friends he's lost. And I don't want to get too far into that for his own privacy. But God reveals what who needs to speak to people. And that was a huge deal for me to see how God works. It renewed my faith so deeply because we're all like a toolbox. Yeah, of course. And what happened is, you know, Matt, Alan, mm -hmm. has gone through the same sort of pain. Mm -hmm. And you realize, no, you just need to shut up, John. It's not about you. It's about yeah. what God yeah. is going to do in that relationship and step back and, and let God take over. And what, what has happened is when God reveals the person and not the outward, all of a sudden you understand how much God loves them and, yeah, and, and how much God loves you for your inside, not right. your outward. <laughs> right. And it, it makes it extremely easy to have relationships that were never there. Absolutely. And now Ryan and I, I mean, I couldn't love him anymore, and I, I feel the same love from him. And um, I feel like I'm going on forever. But when, when, when God revealed to me that with Ryan, it wasn't just Ryan. He, he revealed every single issue with every single one of my teens sure. that are in the youth group. And it's not kids acting out it's not horrible teens that need a spanking or something you know it's 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 kids that are hurting i mean they're uh they're kids that are going through the same abuse i went through in junior high where like they just don't think they're good enough i saw a picture of myself at 12 years old uh, about a month ago at the beach and i thought man that kid wasn't ugly and that was the first time i thought that because when you're you get that mindset when all of your peers are telling you that you sure, are man. just absolute junk. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, the reason why I was just so deep um, with these teens uh, recently on testimony, I want to hear your testimony, is because that reason. The first time I started to truly question my faith and my relationship with God deeply on what it truly was was when I came to the conclusion that I didn't have a testimony. Yeah. That's did, when I got real. Yeah. You can't, you, you didn't have a, and it don't have to be like you said earlier that, you know, I was, you know, in prison or whatever. It, it, you, you don't have a time where there's a line drawn where, where Jesus arrests your heart and, and you, you give your life to him. So, so great segue into, I remember, I remember the, the two Sundays that you mentioned in, in your testimony. I remember them. And I, in fact, uh, Ryan, Ryan Voorhees and, and myself, we, we, we talked about, um, I was telling him that on that, especially, specifically the baptism, uh, <laughs> um, spontaneous baptism service, you, you were locked in on me from the time worship started to you finally went through the side door into the green room to get, you know, changed or whatever to, to get dunked. And, and 
you, you, when the minute you, you came out of the seat, you were, you were different at that moment. I mean, your, your pace even picked up as you got closer, and it ain't like we're on a giant incline. I mean, you were like, let's do this. I mean, you were, and, and, and likewise, that Sunday that you, that you, by your own admission, that you were saved, when you, you said, take all of me, you know, because God don't want part of us, he wants all of us, because he gave all of him for us. I, I remember that. It was vivid. When Pastor Dwayne and I were talking about this series, you were the very first person that came to my mind because of my burden for people in church that couldn't care less and, and do not see a need for their own salvation. So that being said, I see a tremendous life change in you, bro. And I, I want to ask you know, those at home, or if you're listening via the podcast, you, you, you should be able to know when you came to know Jesus. Um, I, I've said over and over again, you might not know the date, you might not know the time, but, but you'll know where. You'll know where. You'll, you'll, you'll know. And, and here's the thing, those around you will know. There's, there's difference. You're, you're a different person. God gives us our personalities, but it's amazing what he can do with us as individuals and, and our uniqueness when we give ourselves back to him as living sacrifices. So I think, I think there's, two, there's two obvious things that I've seen in you, and I want to use that as a template as we, as we round third and head for home here. I want to I use that as a template for those listening that are comfortable. And I think there's two indicators right off the bat that you can ask yourself a gut level honest heart check is is my relationship with Jesus real? Two ways you'll know for sure. First is you're different. And 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 again, it, it, it's not behavior modification. There's a change that happened inside that, that you are not who you were. My, my, my father always said, I, I know I'm not always what I should be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. And you're talking about a man, you know, God brought out of just absolute heinous, you know, alcoholism, et cetera, just you name it. And, and, and God radically changed his life instantly. So I, I, I thought about 1 John um, 2, verse 1. You'll know a change. And this is, I've seen these changes in you. And this is, what I, this is what I love. It says, my dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. See, that, that, that comfort that you were in, that veil that was over your heart, by that, that judgmental veil that you had over, over your heart over and over and over again, it, it wasn't sin to you because you had no relationship with the Holy Spirit that was convicting you. So you just were like, so, so at, at home I'm, I'm encouraging you, ask yourself, look inside. Ask God to search your heart. Is there a difference? Your attitude 
towards sin. What is it? Is it, uh, you know, the, well, I can blame... Because you, you don't want to take on that victim mentality. In 1 John 3 and verse 9, I love the Bible says, if I could read, those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. That, we should thank God for conviction from the Spirit. It's an indicator, not guilt, conviction. It's an indicator that our relationship with Jesus is legit. So I, 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 I see that in you. I see your sensitivity to sin and, and praise God. And, and you made it very clear when, before we even sat down that you wanted to, me to make sure that I communicated that you wanted everyone to know it's all God and not you. And, and I, I know that that's your humble spirit. I, I, and thank you. that is an indicator. Another indicator is you will view people differently. And I thought of of two examples. One is, well, I thought of many. I want to use two. One is the most obvious, man, right? Apostle Paul. A a mic drop, right? He went from Christian killer to Christian encourager, right? I mean, it's, it's like he, yeah. he viewed people differently. I mean, I, 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 without, without digging a hole that I'll have to unpack for an hour, when, when he had his encounter with Jesus, he had his sight taken. And when his sight came back, because of his heart change, because of his encounter with Jesus, he viewed people with the eyes of Jesus. And, and, and I've, I've noticed that with you, man. I mean, you, 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 you go out of your way, in a, in a, in, and this is a compliment, you go out of your way to make sure that you're encouraging people. I hear, I hear you encouraging people. I, 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 I hear you talking about people, but in an uplifting way. I've never heard you, bro. Now listen, this is serious. I've never heard you criticize anyone, ever. And, and we've spent a lot of time together. We've known each other a long time. But that's an indicator of a relationship with Jesus. I'm asking you at home, please, ask God to search your heart. How do you view people? I, I, it's, this, is, this is serious. Another one was Peter. Peter was, was P- Peter, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll read it. In, in Acts 10, Peter had, I, I love this story, and there's a lot there. There's a lot of, there's, it's prophetic. It's, it's so many things. But there was a man named Cornelius. You, you know the story. He was a Roman army officer, and uh, he has a, visitation from an angel and says he needs to, you know, go get Peter. He sends some servants to get Peter. Meanwhile, Peter has his vision, you know, and, and his vision is all about 
clean versus unclean. I mean, that's the, that's the principle, clean versus unclean. Clean versus unclean. He gets to Cornelius' house. I'll, I'll pick it up in verse 22. Actually, it'll be easier to read from here. So they, the servants show up. The servants say this, Acts 10, 22. Remember, here, here's the principle. You will see people differently. You'll see them through the eyes of Jesus. Peter didn't want to go. The servant said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man, well-respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him, instructed us to summons, I've lost my place now, summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. Verse 23, so Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day, he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. They arrived at Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. So Peter, he fell at Peter's feet. But, verse 26, Peter pulled him up and said, stand up, exclamation point. I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Verse 28, Peter told them, you know it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile's home like this or to associate with you. So you, you, you have this ingrained mindset that you're bad, I'm not. I, I, can't, I can't talk to you, I can't. And he, he straight up says that. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean so I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Listen, at home, just how do you view people? Is it in a condescending way? Is it, is it, a, is it looking down your nose at folks? It, 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 how do you view people? And, and man, thank you for your transparency on, on, on that on your testimony, on that video, because, I mean, you, you called it right out, man. I mean, you laid it out. You're very, you're very transparent. Thank you, because it's amazing the things that are in our heart that come out of our mouth. I'm, it, you realize now that that was an indicator that you had a heart problem, and it was missing Jesus. And if, if you're at home, and you know that, Right now, what's missing is a relationship with Jesus. And I've just given two examples of what can be different. You, you, you should see people differently. You should see them, as John said so beautifully, through the eyes of Jesus. But you will also be different. You'll be different. What, what you do, what you say, it's not about how you look. Please, if you want to have that conversation, hit me up. We'll do coffee. But it's not that. It is the God inside of you that comes out of you. That our motto has always come and see 
We've said that for 20 years. Come and see, come and see, come and see. Your life, my life, if you call yourself a Christ follower, you should be able to have people come and see without you saying a word. So if you're at home and you've heard the testimony of a man that was raised in church, my testimony is the exact same thing, only I was a liar and faker until Jesus got a hold of me. If you're at home and you're faithful to your church, you think you're okay with God, but something in this conversation or John's testimony or the power of the word of God has caused you to sense the conviction of the Holy Spirit drawing you into a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to pray for you right now. Father, I lift up those who are watching. I ask that you would just whisper, whisper into their heart. But Father, because of the sense of urgency, if a whisper doesn't draw a response because the veil is so heavy over their heart, God, I would ask, may the Spirit, may the Spirit scream. May we never be okay with where we are. And I pray in the powerful name of Jesus, those who are listening, that right now, they understand and they maybe for the first time have the revelation that I do not have a relationship with Jesus. I I pray, God, that right now they would give their life to you. And if that's what you want to do, just agree with me in prayer. Say, Father, forgive me. Forgive me of my sin. Thanks for coming to this earth, dying for me, conquering death, hell, and the grave. God, take me. I repent of my sins. I want to see people like you see them. May I be a living testimony of a servant of a living God. In Jesus' name. If you made that decision today, would you let us know? Put it in the comments. You can send us an email. Send us a Facebook message. Facebook.com, Living Water Dayton. Facebook.com, The Body Gathering. Just let us know. Let us know. We're going to be praying for you. If you need a Bible, let us know. But I hope and pray that you will become incredibly uncomfortable with where you are and you'll want to climb higher on the mountain. John, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Until next time, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Have a great week.